From Washington, this is Political Theater, Roll Call's review of the spectacle of politics on Capitol Hill and across the country. I'm Jason Dick. The holiday season and the parties that go along with it have long been used by cultures dating back millennia to strike a light in the dark time of the year and to bring people together. And that certainly happens in Washington, too. And it's also an opportunity to touch base with clients and people who you want to influence. Joining me in the political theater, the last podcast of 2018, are my colleagues Niels Lesniewski, Kate Ackley, and Pete Cohn. And we're going to talk about the party circuit, because there's nobody that's partier than us. Welcome, everybody. Wow, Jason. Just, just wow. <laughs> so I, I want to admit, I want to uh, just say right off the bat that Pete Cohn is not a lawyer, but we are going to ask him some serious questions about tax law. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to start with, uh, with you, Niels, because uh, as, as your, as part of your position uh, as, as our senior Senate reporter uh, here at Roll Call. Uh, you have typically gotten invited to a lot of parties uh, because, I mean, this is a way to touch base with your sources, touch base with the people who you cover. Did you notice something different this holiday season? Well, Jason, this year I, I thought that there were certainly uh, fewer uh, invitations flying around, and there were also more uh, consolidated events mm-hmm. where uh, different organizations that had perhaps in past years uh, lobbying and trade associations and some media organizations that might have in a previous year uh, thrown their own events that sort of uh, came together and partnered up. And it was partly, I think, a result of the way the calendar went this year Mm -hmm. uh, because of the fact that, frankly, we're sitting here a week before Christmas and there's almost nothing on the schedule the week leading into Christmas. Uh, But driving across town, there's also sort of a lot of people who have already seemed to have left, mm-hmm. even though, uh, frankly, Congress is not at all done with its work yet. So uh, th- this is interesting because we, we I, I felt this, I mean, it was almost more anecdotal. We have fewer ways of tracking the, the parties. Heard on the Hill uh, roll calls, uh, um, you know, s- you know sub-site. Uh, we, we were tracking parties and people would send us the invitations and we'd put it on a calendar. But like Political Party Time, which was run uh, partially by the Sunlight Foundation for a few years, they sh- they you know were they used to be a great resource in our, uh, to, of tracking these things. Um, but there were also some, you know, it, it just seemed like there was, there were fewer things, right, Kate? And, and also we had the, the Bush funeral, too, that happened in the middle of the week that where there were a lot of things scheduled. Yeah, and definitely that uh, funeral week, uh, Several groups um, canceled their party. <clears throat> airlines for America, which represents the uh, big airlines, uh, they just straight out canceled their party. I didn't get any word that it was rescheduled. And I think there were a number of other um, groups that had parties scheduled that week as well that just canceled. And, you know, there was certainly um, some, this wasn't a canceled party, but then the, uh, the, the Bonjean party, mm-hmm. the This infamous, is Ron uh, yes, Yeah, so he's had this big party since 2003. This was the first year that they decided uh, since 2003 not to hold that party. Um, so, you know, I think there is a sense maybe that there's a little bit less of a party circuit going on. But, there, but if you check out the HOH site, uh, there are still a number of parties, but I, I kind of have gotten the impression that uh, firms, K Street firms, lobbying firms, and lobbying groups maybe are going for a slightly more intimate 
uh, approach, smaller parties, um, which has kind of been a trend in the past 10 years uh, after the new round of ethics rules and, you know, you can't serve as much food and, you know, you can't, you, you know, you just basically can't spend as much money um, in order for lawmakers and other um, government officials to be able to attend um, in accordance with their ethics rules. So Niels covers the Senate and interacts with a lot of people, a lot of staff and a lot of members of Congress. Kate uh, covers lobbying and she's seen like sort of the, the effect of some of these ethics rules that have come down, including like the things need to be a widely attended event with finger food, which is like not as, you know, it's a little seems a little chintzier, I guess is, is would be the word for, for a lot of these parties. Pete, you're our uh, tax and budget editor uh, at, at CQ. Uh, there's also less of an incentive in the tax code because of the new tax law for some of these bigger parties, that, you know, these bigger scale parties, correct? Yeah, and, and Jason, thanks for that in- introduction. It'll, it won't surprise anybody that, you know, because of that, I don't really get invited to any parties. So I, I don't really have the breadth <laughs> Because of you're not a lawyer? Or? That, uh, yeah, budget and taxes, not, you know, not, doesn't exactly really, you know, sell uh, excitement. But anyway. Um, Pete, uh, you've always been exciting to me. Uh, oh, look, you know, Jason, you're such a great guy. such a great guy. <laughs> Um, but listen, I'm really glad to be here to talk about this because, you know, the, the tax law sailed through Congress in about three weeks uh, at the end of last year. Um, you know, well, from start to finish, it was probably from October through the middle of December. Um, but, you know, the final bargaining was really quick. And this thing, you know, a lot of people didn't really have time to examine all the little nooks and crannies of, of this bill. But, you know, one of the things that got a little bit of attention and started to get a lot more attention uh, after it became law was a limitation on deductibility of entertainment expenses, business mm-hmm. entertainment expenses, uh, including meals for employees and, and things like that on premises and also uh, taking clients out to events, whether it's concerts or, um, you know, basketball games or, or what have you, throwing holiday parties. So what the law did is basically was limit the uh, ability to expense client entertainment. Mm-hmm. Whereas previously you could take clients out for meals and, and you could deduct 50% of that of that expense. Now you can't do that anymore. So when it comes to holiday parties, you can have, you can throw your staff a party. That's fine. That's that's perfectly allowable like it was before. And you get a uh, deduction for a healthy deduction. You can deduction. fully deduct that, that. You know, now you can also provide food and snacks and things like that to your staff, um, but you can only deduct half of that cost. Now, taking clients out for meals, take, throwing, par, uh, throwing parties for them, taking them out to the game or, or to the concert, you can't deduct that anymore. So, you know, I think Kate and Niels and, and you all raise an interesting question is, was some of this cancellation of these parties that we've seen this year versus previous years, is some of that tax driven? You know, it's, it's not clear. We don't really have a lot of anecdotal evidence to draw from on that. But, you know, the Joint Committee on Taxation, which estimates the cost of these provisions, said that this limitation was going to raise $23 billion uh, for the federal government to finance some of the rate cuts and other things in that law. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you do the math on that, that's companies maybe losing $2 billion in potential deductions this year. So, you know, that's not nothing for some of these K Street firms and trade associations and things like that. Um, you know, it's quite possible that they took one look at the books and said, maybe this isn't the year we want to uh, have the big blowout end of the year party. So one one thing that just sort of struck me is that the, the the bonding party that we've you know that we've discussed this became this big thing. It started out as a small gathering for for you know like hacks and flax, if you will. In in two thousand three, Ron Bonjean was a, a staffer in uh, for Trent Lott for Dennis Hastert, and he knew members of the press, and he started throwing these little parties. And then 
around 2010, they started getting bigger, and he got an agent, and he started bringing in celebrities to take pictures with guests and so forth, and it just sort of grew. It was always, you know, like at his house, but it became like a wide-scale, like wedding almost sort of operation. There was a tent, there was catering, there was security. I mean, it, it was a it was a big thing, and it would cost tens of thousands of dollars, if not more. And that makes sense if you're somebody like Ron, who's now in private, you know, consulting and so forth. If he's able to deduct that, my question was always like, "Wow, where does all this money come from?" Well, uh, if I mean, if you're getting a healthy deduction, it's part of your business. That makes sense. And, and again, Ron. Has, has told, he told Fox News when the news came out that there wouldn't be a part of this year, that they're just getting off the hamster wheel, he and, and his wife, Sarah. It seems that there is a disincentive, though, uh, for, for this. Moving beyond the tax part of it, Niels, what was, I mean, we attended some, you know, a, a, a couple of events. You know, last week we went to our, the party for the, the Senate press galleries, and then we went to the Senate press uh, Secretaries Association with the candy confectioners, one of those one-two combos for for parties, um, and it it seemed, you know, they seemed nice. But it, one thing that I noticed is that like it it did seem kind of um, cramped. <laughs> I mean, it, it 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 was there there were a lot of people, but they were also you know they're fitting into smaller and smaller spaces almost. Yes, and I and I I felt like that sort of. The, the parties were somewhat uh, scaled down uh, from previous years, with probably the notable exception, uh, at least on my uh, calendar, was that Hamilton Place Strategies, which is a firm uh, downtown, uh, did basically the same event that they had done in previous years, uh, where they rent out the Renwick. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the gallery down by the White House, yeah. and they yeah. take over and up on the second up on the second floor. The Smithsonian, sorry, the uh, Smithsonian yes. Gallery uh, down by the White House. Yes, the Smithsonian Gallery, and up on the second floor, they they take over the the big main area uh, and set up bars and have food. And uh, it was a it was probably one of the most uh, coveted uh, events of the calendar this year, in part because it was the same event uh, that it had been. Uh, in past years, and it also gave uh, people the opportunity to uh, either congratulate or, or jeer our old friend Michael Steele, uh, <laughs> formerly of Bainerland, on, on his new uh, elevation uh, at the firm. Kate, uh, I mean, you interact with a lot of these these folks, a lot of the, the in, in the lobbying community and so forth. Um, and what, what was what was your sense? Did it seem like was it just that? You know, also that the the year it was just a long year uh, with the with the elections and so forth. I mean, what was the sense that you got from your your sources about you know whether there was a lot of holiday cheer to spread around? Yeah, and I think you know we still haven't wrapped up. Congress still hasn't wrapped up in the in the White House. Has it wrapped up the year? Um, I guess the good news for K Street from that perspective is that people are in town, mm-hmm. um, so you can get lawmakers and staff presumably to come to your party. Unless they're too busy working, and then they don't show up. So, so there's that. But um, yeah, I mean, I did get a sense that uh, while I, I think most firms that have had parties in the past can, are continuing to have a party, they do seem a little bit slimmed down. Um, you know, again, it reminds me a little bit of what was happening sort of in the mid 2000s after the sort of Jack Abramoff scandal and the ethics uh, overhauls. After that. And I don't know that there's any specific reason for it other than maybe people are just overworked and now overtaxed. 
Pete, one one thing that I I thought was that you know nobody's really going to uh, you know sort of cry for uh, journalists and and members of Congress and lobbyists who don't get to party like super hard during the holidays. It's not exactly the most like <laughs> cuddly crowd. Which is, is does this also make it a, a, an attractive target in the tax code that like it's it's difficult to to argue against if you want to raise revenue. So it's, it's it's difficult to say like oh no no uh, those those you know, lobbyists should be able to deduct that uh, that that three martini lunch <laughs> like to you know for a hundred percent. I mean they because in previous tax overhauls they've also targeted some of these sort of expenses and so forth. Like in the eighties when they did the big nineteen eighty six tax code they they you know they went after some some lobbying expenses and so forth. Will lobbying and will like entertainment and things like this continue to be a big target uh, as as the federal government looks to raise revenue? Yeah, I mean, there's only so much you, the further you can go. I mean, the '86 law it put in the initial uh, 50% cap mm-hmm. on, on on expensing of of three martini lunches and such. So they've kind of squeezed that that lemon. You know, they've squeezed a lot out of that lemon so far. So it's not clear how much further you can. Is it go. a lemon or a rock? No. Or a radish. <laughs> this time of year, it could be anything. But, yeah, I mean, there's no great constituency to bring back these breaks beyond mm-hmm. what, what they've already been limited to. I mean, you know, it's not just the lobbyists and, and the martini lunches and the, and the you know, holiday parties with C-list, uh, you know, celebrities. It's, um, you know, it's, it's the big tech companies with the, you know, with the huge, lavish kind of break rooms and, and you know, snacks and things like that for... Uh, employees you know working on, on the premises so you know that that's been limited pretty pretty significantly by this law as well well Niels, kate pete thank you very much for kind of walking through this uh kind of only and maybe not an only in washington phenomena but certainly it, it's a it's a it's a part of our little world and you know if we like shone a little light on it in these dark times thank you very much and thank you for being a part of political theater this year it's been a it's been a great year i appreciate it thank you thank you thanks jason Thank you for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, NPR One, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. For more on this and other stories, you can visit RollCall.com or find us on Twitter at RollCall. And thank you very much for listening.